my child was almost in tears when I came to do this. Was she? Almost. I got, Daddy, don't go, I want to play with you. To come and fucking talk about how wonderful it is being a parent, I left my child almost in fucking tears. She needs to uh, to get a bit of you thicker skin, doesn't back she? back off. Fucking <laughs> hell, she's got no sense of perspective. <laughs> she was saying, Daddy, I love you, please don't go. She was jabbing Barbie feet into my eyes. Doesn't she realise she's got you for at least another five or six years? Yeah, long enough, long enough for those memories to be really heartbreaking. So, two grown men, what's happened this week? Nothing much, nothing much in the baby department. No, it's been very quiet as far as significant events uh, regarding our uh, children are concerned. My my son was away for the weekend. Oh, well, there you go then. Uh, did I have any uh, defining moments with him? Uh, he, While he was away, yeah. he got a rash all over his body. Oh, Christ. Which is a little bit worrying. Terrifying. But we think it's, uh, of course... What do you think? You don't think, oh, it's probably just a heat rash or something. What's the first thing you think? Meningitis. Meningitis. Always, always meningitis. meningitis. Yeah, always the meningitis. Um, How many times have you done the um, the like the bottle test, milk bottle test now? Well, not, I mean, not a, do you mean this latest time or just in general? No, in general, how many not instances? Obsessively, not what's obsessively. Not, what's not obsessively? No more than about 30 times a week. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. Me too, good. That's if he's looking all. a bit pink after yeah. he gets out of the bath. At least once week. every half hour. Come here, bring that milk bottle over here, darling. No, fine. Every time I do it, though, I have to look up to see what the result needs to be. I always forget in between times. What you need is something like uh, like you can now get the electronic pregnancy tests yes. that actually say pregnant, not pregnant, because apparently... What, you mean a test that says meningitis, not meningitis? Yeah, yeah. Fucking yes, I agree that would be a very good thing, yeah. Because... Um, because Someone should actually invent that. that apparently it's saying in the instructions one strip yeah. or two strips or whatever yeah. was too means much. positive. Yeah. It's like, well, positive what? Positive, I'm not yeah. pregnant. Yay! I don't understand. Or the or the very early, uh, very early versions. Very of early. The, <laughs> leave it alone. Of the um, <laughs> don't uh, criticize my ethnicity. The um the very early version. Oh, fucking hell! <laughs> uh, I have a little run up at that. I'll see if I get there in the end. The very early versions of the electronic pregnancy tests had a smiley face or a sad face, didn't they? Yeah, that's and it's a like, bit. Well, it's like, well. Oh, sad face. All right. Um, that means, uh, I, I am pregnant because, uh, this is an unplanned, unplanned pregnancy. I better give up the life I knew, give up smoking and drinking, which are the two biggest, um, drawbacks, I think, to being pregnant. Yeah. It's not, it's not right to make people give up the things they enjoy. No, I mean, yeah. It, it, I, I imagine not every, what it should say is little miracle, not little miracle. It's not miracle though, is it? Or it should be a picture of a baby. Yeah. Or a, not a picture of a baby. Or a picture of a baby, baby with, with a cross through it. Yeah. <laughs> but not like a like not like a crucifixion cross. Like uh, one of those do X, not enter. Yeah. Not literally like a cross through its middle or something. Because that'd be really sick. Although uh, do not enter a do not enter sign for babies. Well, probably frankly, wouldn't be that. I wish they'd had those signs in the nineteen seventies. Yes. For children. Quite. Uh, with all of the yew trees. Because of the yew trees. Yeah. I um I went past yesterday a uh, you went past. <laughs> oh fuck me I don't know what's going on I went past a place yesterday called U Tree Farm fuck me I'd say it was a good five minutes before I stopped laughing so I'm a bit uncomfortable mentioning our kids straight after this but yeah so no uh good value for money when I've had him on Thursday mm. I spent a bit of time with him and that was good I do like spending the time with him mm-hmm. but generally still not walking by himself none of the really major changes. Have mm. have happened. I'm starting to think of it as, and through discussions with other people who have similarly he aged children, he hasn't grown the wings yet because Scarlett had wings by that age. I think um, Scarlett, well, I mean, you're you're preoccupied with walking, and I heard you talking about it several. But it was Scarlett wasn't walking until just after a year. In fact, she was about a year two months before she was up and, and mobile. I I remember being really preoccupied with it. I I'm only preoccupied because it's literally the only. Thing my little genius isn't doing 
He's perfect in every other way. Otherwise, mate, he's reading, he's writing, he's written a couple of concertos. Yeah. Little bastard won't walk, though, will he? I mean, he's not done his magnum opus yet, his, which is a 180-minute a, 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 a um, instrumental piece that's all about uh, magnum PI. I thought it was a transformer that looked like Tom Selleck. <laughs> oh, those are both really good, I think. Yeah, we'll keep those. Keep those in. Yeah. Um, I sound preoccupied because it's the one thing that he's not really, and, and it's, but I, uh, through talking with other people with children the same age, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before anyway, I've talked about the, how it feels like they're unlocking certain things. Leveling but, up. But I'm starting to think of it more, yeah, in terms of there's like a triangle. Mm. It's like the triangle. I mean, you're, you work in, in middle management and resources and stuff. You'll know this. There's normally a triangle. I know what I'm doing to you now looks more like a vagina, James. It looks like a womb, actually. Yeah, but uh, there's normally a triangle, and it's like at one end it's resources, and the other one it's time, and the other one it's quality or something like that. I thought it was fuel, um, heat, and oxygen. A lot of different things. It can be a lot of different things, right? But it's like with children, it's uh, with really small children. And there's loads of other things like sleeping and stuff like that. But generally, in terms of development, it's socializing and speech and stuff are one thing. And then there's uh, gross motor skills. So legs and scratching, crawling. Oh, sorry. Crawling and, you know, the big muscles. Sorry, I thought you meant like gross motor skills. No, like, everything, you know, everything they do is gross. Picking your bum. Um, <laughs> everything they do is Saying poo all the time. Yeah. Telling your mummy, I want a cuddly poo. So you've got gross motor skills, uh, uh, speech and socialising and stuff like that, and you've got the like fine motor skills, being able to pick stuff up and put stuff in their mouths, and which, again, is normally a gross skill, but it's a fine motor skill. That sounds like um, a line from Shaft Babies. Yeah. Yo, baby, you got fine motor skills. Yeah. He it's, might say. It's just like that, that filthy pervert. Like, shaft. You know, like babies. Yeah. Um, shaft babies. <laughs> no. Where Where is this episode going? Um, <laughs> no, like the Muppet babies. Not, oh, I uh, see. I'm, I'm not, so Shaft as a baby. He's not, a little super deformed. It's not a fucking instructional sentence. He's made up of like three circles, body, yeah. head, and, and afro. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Oh, wicked. Um, we should, I tell you what, let's work on a pitch. I, I can, this might be our million dollar idea, innit? How should I baby your mouth? Yeah, that's right. But so, um. Change your nappy. So, and what they do is, depending on what the particular child needs, either, either through their nature or through the way, the sort of environment you're bringing them up in, like in our house. That's nurture. Nurture, yeah. Like in our house, because of the dogs, mm. Noah isn't, on that we hold him when he's downstairs we hold him quite a lot because he can't be on the floor with the dogs because they're maniacs and stuff like that so nearly everything's within reach of him how and many I, babies have your dogs eaten now uh ours yeah none of ours no 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 how many how many babies not your own babies how many babies in general have your dogs eaten about four and a half yeah so it's about the same yeah. That half made a mess, though, didn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, actually, are we talking about total amount of babies ruined or are we talking about the total amount that they've actually consumed? Um, total amount consumed. Uh, four and a half. Out of interest, though, ruined. Ten. Wow. Well, I mean, they're, they're not greedy. No, that's true. So, um, this isn't... Is this funny? I don't know. I think it might be funny. I'm laughing inside. Uh, the the very small and loyal audience we've got are probably yeah. laughing. Then oh fucking hell, that's no. Oh. They're used to us by now. I, yeah. I, but um, and so the the child, depending on what's most important to them on a regular basis, they'll kind of put points. They'll put experience mm. points in one of those three directions. But you can't. Mm. You don't have an infinite amount of experience points. So in Noah's case. Well, he 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 used he uses his fine motor skills and his socialising more than he does the the gross motor skills. So he's just he doesn't need to walk around that much or crawl around that much, and he's not that bothered. It depends what your relationship with the dungeon master is like. I think it does. Yeah, I think if you're if you maybe that's why people turn to religion because they're kind of figuring, well, I need to cozy up to the dungeon master. I always felt that was uh, necessary. Not in life, strangely. Is God the dungeon master? I guess. 
I saw some fairly spurious, uh, a fairly spurious blog post about some fairly spurious scientific research that built on the the really old experiment where they got the people to uh, give electric shocks to someone oh, yeah, in, a, yeah. in a room, yeah. and they basically um, th- they found that most people would, loads of people would be willing to give a fatal electric shock. Or something, mm. but the the experiment that builds mm. on that that I was that I was reading about earlier on, and thought this kind of confirms my bias, and then thought actually no, this is a little bit um, liberally and doesn't really was mm. uh, they did some research to try and find out what sort of people are more likely to administer the electric shocks, and one thing they worked out was that people who are happier more of the time, who yeah. are nicer yeah. more of the time, yeah. are more likely to do it because they're natural pleasers. And they don't want to rock the boat. And if they're told to do it, they will. But but people who are more um, obnoxious, not more obnoxious, but more like have the negative character traits. Most depressive fucks, maybe like ourselves. Yeah, are, are less likely uh, are less likely to because they're more likely to question. Well, why? I don't want to do that. Fuck you! I won't do what you tell me. Oh, see, I'm a morose pleaser. Yeah, which is a bit weird. I, yeah. don't, I don't really know I've how got, you walk that I, line. I'd kill them, revive them, and kill them again. But so, and that was all fine. But then I got to the bit where it said, "Oh, and uh, and liberal people with liberal left left leanings are more likely to not give the electric shocks." And I was like, "Oh, you spoiled it! Mm. Like you totally spoiled it." Because now it's obvious to me what you were trying to find out in the first place. There are only 73 people. That's not a good study group. That's not a massive sample. No. Um, it's a great uh, number for a house if you want to have some Saturday morning fun, though. No, that's true. Mm. Uh, interestingly, you, you mentioned that, invoking the great Sandy Totsvig. Lovely Sandy Totsvig. How do you know I wasn't thinking about the wonderful Neil, Neil Buchanan? Well, I've, I decided to... Uh, I've decided because it fits what I was about to say. One of the other spurious things this thing said was um, that... They found that women mm. who had at some point protested something mm. were less likely to do the electric shock. And it's like, out of a sample of 73, how many... Angry, I mean, how do you work that out? <laughs> how many How many angry lesbians did you have? Because yeah, like, less, that's who they're talking yeah, about, yeah, isn't definitely. it? I don't need to... We know. I think I know what these people were like. I don't think Basically, Sandy Totsvig's an angry lesbian, though. I, I bet if she drops a hammer on her foot, she's pretty miffed. Yeah, I would be. That's true. I think all lesbians are probably angry lesbians at some time. I saw... Um, I can't prove that. I saw a, a segment of um, Ellen, the Ellen show. Ellen DeGeneres. Yes, as we're talking about uh, as we're talking about lesbians who and probably she, only get angry if they drop something on their foot. She's probably the world's most prominent lesbian, I'd say. Yeah, I think so. Um, and... But it was. I've become obsessed with the song, and it, I, I use it as an. I use Noah as an excuse to watch lots of music videos because he really likes music and he likes watching the videos. I just listened to a, a really uh, interesting piece of audio where apparently Eddie Vedder, from uh, the lead singer of Pearl Jam, during a Pearl Jam concert, broke in to "Let It Go." From... Let it go. I can't do an Eddie. No, Vedder he did a lovely one. No, you really can't. I mean, no, it is lovely. You do one though. No, I can't do it one either. It should be really easy to do. I can't do one either, which is why I'm not. Um, uh, while I'm not uh, trying to do it. Jeremy Spoken I can't hear that for some reason. It's not even a real thing, but I can't hear that song without hearing it as Jeremy Sporkend. <laughs> you know, like the the combination spoon and fork. And it's every time I hear that song, I visualise. Sporks, which we u- utilised a lot in my secondary school when I was a Because they couldn't kid. trust you with forks? No, because our Because our one canteen, day some kid came in. Our, our, our canteen, I, when I look at the, the, the obesity crisis in the UK today, the first thing I think about is our school canteen when I was secondary school. Everything was wrapped in those, you know, those paper and plastic bag affairs. And and all of them were see-through on the bottom of the paper bit. Every single thing they sold was entirely see-through. You couldn't get a healthy meal there for love nor money. It, I don't think I saw a vegetable in five years over that serving hatch. We had these sliders, which is like little burgers. Oh, no, they, yeah, absolutely. Like you have in yeah. White Castle, in, in uh, Harold and Kumar go to White Castle. Or the, and there was that Man vs. Chew food challenge where he does lots of sliders. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah. But, I mean... And I think because it's brioche and because of the way it's all the brioche mm. buns and because of the way it's all prepared and because they're only very little, the buns 
were so oily that they were practically translucent. Soily. 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 Yeah, they shouldn't be. If you're not making your burgers right, if they're that greasy. Too greasy. Uh, The reason I mention it, though, really, Mm. is that in the mailing list, Mm. on the mailing list this Mm. week, um, at a a barbecue that James is about to talk about in a minute. I might mention it. He made uh, some amazing homemade, the homemade coleslaw and potato salad was lovely. Mm. But the homemade burgers were absolutely amazing, even though I think I chipped my tooth on. Yeah, do you know what I've been I thinking about that? that? I don't know what had got I in there to hurt your tooth because there was none of the ingredients had stuff like that. I don't so know, a, it's probably a, Scarlett's fault. A foreign body of some sort has got in there. We do have a mailing list. It's mm. at uh, tinyletter.com forward slash 2GM. And sometimes we have recipes on there. We haven't had for a little while, but James's uh, homemade burger recipe is going to be on there. Would you like to repeat that? Because there's at least one listener that I strongly encourage to um, subscribe to that today. Tinyletter.com yeah. forward slash yeah. 2GM. And if you had a Galaxy 3 Note, you could just type that directly into the um, uh, browser um, address bar, couldn't you? And then, oh yeah, yeah. Although yeah. another thing that another thing that we do now have mm. is on our actual site, yeah, which is at two gm co. Which again, you could just type into your Galaxy yeah. Three yeah. Note uh, do that. browser if that's the sort of thing you do. I feel like you're speaking to someone very specific. No, not particularly. Um, I'm just thinking about we we concentrate. I feel so much. I know I do so much on Samsung. Um, that is a Samsung devices on um, uh, I, I devices I, I devices that really sometimes we leave the uh, Samsung. It's um, true. I've got and, Samsung, and there's at least fifty to more people. Yeah, percent. So, uh, or you can put in two grown two grown men the number two grown men dot net. Mm. That's also the address. But there's now there's now actually a text text box on the page. If you mm. type your email address in, it'll automatically. Subscribe wow. you to the mailing list. One thing, uh, as we're doing the admin now, mm. uh, we seem to be, uh, you can listen to all of our previous shows at that website, 2gm.co, and uh, there's full show notes on every single episode. You can also listen to them at SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com. There's oh, a link to the that. the show, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry. There's a link to that on uh, the... You know, there's a link to that on the website I mentioned previously. Mm. Uh, you can also subscribe to, subscribe to this podcast at your podcatcher of choice. You should be able to get at us through any of them. We favour Stitcher.com at the moment Stitcher. because yeah. it's a really nice interface. Um, if you do listen to us through a podcatcher, or even if you don't, even if you just really want to support us, please do rate and review. Even if it's a bad review and a bad rating, please do rate and review us. Anywhere that you can find a way to do that because it feels good for us. But it's validation, it also, yeah. But it also puts us in front of more people if that's yeah. something you think we will benefit from. Or indeed they. Yes. I like Stitcher because it's called Stitcher Radio and I'm obsessed with radio and it kind yeah. of it feels, feels like, like it legitimizes what we're doing here. Um, you can also leave comments on our Facebook. We've got a Facebook page. You can leave comments or get in touch with us through that. You can also leave comments on the on the post for each episode on the site that mm. I mentioned before. And you can talk to James or I uh, about anything you want at, for me, it's Nick's site, N-I-X-S-I-G-H-T. This is on Twitter, by at the way. Honouring the other podcasts we do, I'm James Mom, M-O-M-B. Yep. And uh, we would very much like to hear from you, listener. No, no, not you, you. I mean, the other one. Yeah. We hear a lot from you. Yeah. Um, and the one I'm thinking of, I'd like to hear a little less from her. There's also a, a, a plug-in that I'm thinking of putting on the site that might allow us to get audio messages of um, up to 90 seconds. Oh, wow. Would that be cool? Yes, good. To, listener, what do you think of that? I mean, you can't actually send us any... Um, audio yet mm. about that, but uh, but drop us a line. Tell us if yeah, you think that'd be quite cool. Um, and also, uh, you shared some delightful uh, art. Yes, uh, one of our friends of the show and of the other show, one mm. of our good friends, actually, one of our good I friends, think, uh, Michael Georgiu, did entirely lovely, amazing man. show art. It's lovely. Although, only criticism: I no longer have a beard and I have hair. That's true, you do have hair. I, that's okay, I don't have an arrow for a nose. 
I love that. That's almost my favourite part. I, I love it. And you've got a teardrop for a nose. I, which I like. I'll post it in the... I'll, yeah. I'll link to it in the show notes for this episode. It's genuinely well. lovely. I really like it. I do too. Sorry, I don't know why I said it like that. That was no, almost no, no, aggressive. No. Shall we talk about the barbecue? Well, can I talk about Scarlett's um, birthday? Because that was just a... Was it her birthday? That was just part of it. Oh, I only really remember the, bar- the you barbecue. Only, you only remember the bit you were invited to. I can't imagine why that would be. Um, to me, uh, only the thing I experienced uh, happened. So, <laughs> no, you know, even was... even Noah, uh, I think at this point probably understands that things happen, like you know, outside of the room he's in. He's uh, he has uh, developed what's it called? Permanence, object permanence. Yeah, he's it. worked that out. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm still <clears throat> not entirely sure about it. Um, this weekend, more specifically, this Saturday was my daughter's fourth birthday. Woo! Talking about, you know, things that you're going to remember. You know, I can remember my fourth birthday. I can remember the bike birthday. This was the bike birthday. Oh, is that why you called it that? Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I knew that you mm. called it that because she was getting a bike, yeah. but I, d- I thought that was no, just I, something you'd spontaneously I, I, invented. No, I remember getting my rally grifter. I remember it really well. It's, you know, and it, it was about the same, about the same age. My bike was stabilizers. Was I older than you before I got my first bike? Because mine I was a Tomahawk. Possibly, I can't possibly. No, the no, Grifter no. was the littler version, wasn't it? Yeah, Tomahawks were were about. I don't know. But I think, because as I understood it, there was the Grifter, mm. and then there was the Tomahawk, mm. and then there was the Chopper. The Chopper was very different from both of those, wasn't it? I, I, had, a fr- both the- I had a friend who had a Chopper. They did choppers small enough for kids like me oh, too. All right, did they? See, I thought the Chopper and the Tomahawk were both similar in that they had the weird sort of set, sit back. No, the, 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 the Grifter was, as I remember it, the, see, it's funny. I remember the Grifter as being a big, heavy push bike, um, which um, when I fell down the, the gap between our house and Mrs. Hibbert's house um, and the bike fell on top of me, it felt like a, it was about, a, let's say, a five-foot drop. I fell off the bike and the bike fell on top of me. Oh, um, straight on the concrete. It was great. And uh, all that happened was I got a nosebleed. I'm still quite proud of that, to be honest with you. That's really That's good. not bad. So, yeah, I, th- this this um, birthday, more than most, really conscious that what happened over this weekend would probably be forming permanent memories mm. for Scarlett and something that she'd be talking about um, in years to come, which kind of put a, a weird additional pressure in terms of wanting to make sure everything went really well um, and you talk about mental health issues mm. in the past I had a habit of sabotaging um, the good times of the people around me um, due to my own anxiety I've been treated for depression over the past three months I'm, I went to see my doctor and um, I've been receiving some treatment for um, for depression, and I think actually this weekend is the first weekend where I actually noticed a difference in my state of mind. In so much as I was more balanced, I was more even. Um, things didn't stress me out. The pressure of getting stuff done, um, frustrations about other things, nothing, nothing got too much. Everything was very um, on the level all weekend. So um, it's as much as anything felt like a personal. No, bollocks. I'm, I'm going to be really honest. It felt like a personal triumph for me mm-hmm. because I think, you know, a few months ago I would have at least had one moment where I made things really shitty for Nicola because I was getting stressed out and I'd have a little that my way of um, offloading the stress and the anxiety that I was feeling in that given moment would be to start hissing at Nicola about some sort of perceived issue that I had with her. Whereas we got on brilliantly this weekend, and I'm actually really proud of how we operated as a team. We did really well. I'm very proud of my wife in terms of what she organised. I'm very pleased in terms of like we we were, we were talking about this last night, and I, you know congratulating each other because we felt the weekend had gone very well. But you know, as I was saying, Nikki Nikki organised it. I did the grunt work, and that's kind of how it worked. But um, it was three days basically is how kids how kids' birthdays seem to roll. It seems to be. All of the kids I know around that age seem to have at least two or three days of stuff they're doing around their birthday. So um, 
the 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 birthday itself was on the on the Saturday on the fifth, um, but the the first day was Friday and we went to Portons Park, which is mm. the home of Peppa Pig World. If you're you not, love it there, if you're not familiar with it, yeah. And Scarlet normally loves it. Very busy to start with, and Scarlet wasn't um, as into the as into the rides as as she possibly could be. And there there was a little bit of um, f- tension before lunch where. I think the parent that because uh, Nicholas' parents very very generously paid for for our family to go. It was a, a birthday treat for Scarlett, and I was expecting us to to give um, give Scarlett to the grandparents to take, and we'd be prepping for the barbecue the next day. But Nicholas' parents very generous, generously paid for all, all of us to go, which was lovely. It was really nice to experience it. But there was this. Uh, it was very. We got in, and Peppa Pig World itself was very busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and Scarlett had queued up for at least 30 minutes, 45 minutes in the baking sun with her grandparents to go on um, this pathetic little boat ride, to be perfectly Aww. honest with you, but freaked out and wouldn't go on at the last minute. And there was just this sort of, I'd, I'd lucked in and she'd gone on George's dinosaur ride with me um, first. So there was a little bit of tension that, oh, was Scarlett going to have a funny day? Was she going to be a bit weird but i think actually because i was in a reasonable state of mind and i wasn't getting stressed out i think we just suggested we'd have lunch we had a very calm lunch got that over and done with then we managed to get on a on a train and then we went through a different part of Paulton's park that we hadn't been before got away from um pepper pig world because it was very busy and the rest of the park was a little bit quieter and ended up having a lovely day they've got some um uh, models of dinosaurs there and Scarlett and I were having fun I pretended to you know not see the dinosaurs a couple of times and shriek and run away um and does she, she still love that sort of thing yeah she was laughing and t- oh, I did to break up a little anecdote we were playing in the the garden shortly before we came today she was given a little um garden play set um so we were um playing um a little racket game like tennis but it went into a large bush we've got by our patio. So I put my hand in and I pretended that a tiger had got it. Oh, a tiger's got my hand. Hysterical laughing. She thought it was hilarious. She then spent the next hour getting the ball and kept throwing it back in the bush so the tiger could eat me again. Uh-huh. I'm like, well, that'd be funny if... Do you think there really is a tiger? Are you enjoying seeing me in pain? But that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that. Like, you know, sometimes it was trying to drag me in by my foot, sometimes by my hand. Um, so the the world of dinosaurs was a lot of fun. Um, I saw a, um, a prehistoric tree that I I didn't see this. I never knew this was at Portland's Park. It fascinated me. Apparently, it was part of a um, a copse of trees that was discovered in Australia in 1994. I forget the type. It looks like a really weird sort of monkey puzzle tree, or no, it looks like um, a normal fir tree, but if it was made out of monkey puzzle material. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently it was thought to be dead and they found uh, an extinct from prehistoric times, but they found one, which they claimed was the botanical, um, it was the botanical equivalent of finding a small dinosaur That's really al- cool. alive somewhere. Well, I was really excited by seeing that. Um, then we had slush puppies. Um, I love a slush puppy. Did you have uh, the blue flavour? Of course. Yeah, I love the blue flavour. Um, did they, t- I mean, they were always really sweet, right? Yeah, yeah. But like almost to the point where they were sour. Yeah, I mean, when was the last time you had one? Uh, the 90s. So while you were smoking? Yeah, that's true. It's possible you've never actually really tasted one. Yeah, I was before. smoking from about the age of six, so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sell- you, selling tabs to all of the other kids. <laughs> Acid tabs. Yeah. So we continued to have a nice day. Scarlett was a little bit res- reticent occasionally about going on certain rides. Um, I did get to make Grandma feel sick in the teacup rides, which was very enjoyable. Um, hilarious. Can I just, which grandma was this again? This was... Uh, grandma Fern. Yeah, which side of the... <laughs> Nicholas Momentown. Okay, yeah. We we identify the grandparents by their dogs. Right. So my mum and her partner have uh, a dog called Meg. So she's mm-hmm. Grandma Meg. Um, and obviously the other dog, Fern, is uh, Grandma and Granddad Fern. So we ended up having a lovely day. It was it was um, nice. Scarlet's always very tired. Um, as were we, but it was one of those things we came in, um, and then we had to start prepping for the barbecue. And obviously, because um, the the next day, and it's kind of become family tradition now over the last four years. Scarlett has a family barbecue on the Saturday of her birthday, mm-hmm. which happened to coincide 
um, with her birthday. So it's family and people who are very important to Scarlett and her life. So it's basically family and very close friends. Mm -hmm. Very close friends being, for the sake of this podcast, you, uh, Jane and life partner Steve. Um, Both of whom I was going to say, because you said that kids have three-day birthdays. Yeah. Um, and that's and I think the what, what mm. you you were saying that on the on the understanding that that's because they're kids and they get a bigger deal made yeah. of their birthday. But we know two people who make a whole week. Of well, they have they have weeks, don't yeah. they? But you know, that's fine. It's nice. They haven't got much else going on in their lives. No, no. Well, but, no. I think they're quite busy. But, and they're absolutely wonderful with her. Jane in particular, and Steve as well. I've got a couple of lovely pictures of Steve playing with the lovely My Little Pony set they bought for. Scarlet, which is, I, I will cherish that photo forever. Strictly speaking, it's a unicorn, though, isn't it? It's it's um, Twilight Sparkle. Is she a unicorn? Doesn't she have yeah. a horn? Some of the some of the special ponies have horns. Yeah, become unicorns. So, so and some of the ponies. There's there's a real aren't um, unicorns a different? There's breed? a mate. There's a matriarchal hierarchy in. Um, the world of MLP, mate. Why are you looking at me like I'm crazy for not Cause, knowing this? Because a, why would you? Why would you be so concerned? Just trust that the ponies are living good, honest lives. And um, I'm worried that you're going to ask me a question I'm not able to answer about My Little Pony in a minute, and I'll freak out. I don't. No, I'm not. Why? I don't see that it's a. I'm it's very a fond mor- of it. I don't see that it's a morality thing, but it's like zebras aren't also ponies, are they? Yeah, but they're the same. Um, the equine, aren't they? But aren't unicorns they're the same something different? Genus, isn't it? They're equine. So they're, they're essentially horses. Like um, wolves are, and dogs are lupine, aren't they? So what's so a they're donkey? essentially the same. That's equine as well, isn't it? So it's not more like a goat? Um, no, that's goatine, isn't it? <laughs> All right, okay. Just to clarify, I need to get this stuff right. Okay, so uh, Jane and Steve, pretty good with Scarlett. She Brilliant. didn't show much interest in me. She didn't um, know me that well. My so. cousins, she likes you. She loves you. She does, yeah. You'll know his daddy. I mean, that's... And she knows she knew who I was coming to see when I uh, she was begging me not to leave earlier. So that's probably why she's a bit yeah. ambivalent towards yeah, me. Yeah, exactly. Why wouldn't she be? Um, you're the guy who takes daddy away. There were the two nephews... Who spent a lot of time playing Minecraft? They so were, I got to watch Minecraft. That's true. They were ra- they were equally um, they were rambunctious and bone idle. Yeah, almost at the same time. I can relate. Yeah, but yeah, there was a lot of a lot of homemade food because we're you know we really are on a budget these days. So um, there was a big bowl of homemade cold slaw and homemade potato salad, which I may actually no, I got the the homemade potato salad recipe from um, the BBC Good Food. Um, Nicola didn't believe you about the recipe, but you were right. Yeah, I was right. And it sounds disgusting because obviously there's mayonnaise and chives and um, finely diced red onion in there. But the dressing you put on the potatoes before you put all that on sounds disgusting. It's milk, water from dill dill pickle jar, Mm -hmm. vinegar and mustard. Dill pickle was my favourite name on the whole of Rugrats. (laughs) Yes. Uh, just to clarify for the listener, when uh, James said cold slaw, yeah. what he's talking about is cold slaw. Cold slaw. Yeah, did I say cold? I don't yeah. mean to. I, I know it's called cold slaw. Cold slaw. You Sounds sure? really, really appealing. You sure, I'm not, you sure it's just not the way I'm saying? Because I'm saying cold slaw when I say it. No, you said it right then. All right. Did I say cold slaw? I think you said cold slaw, yeah. All right. It's cold slaw. I know that much. Cold slaw. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> But yeah, it doesn't sound appealing, but it was delicious. I also made beef burgers as well, mm. which very fun. Apparently, one of yours had something hard in it. That maybe, hurt maybe a bit of my tooth was came off. Maybe it might, that's it what might the have been was. in the barn. I, I just it really worries me. It was so tasty, though. Oh, I had f- I had a few. I, you had a few. I had one. Well, you didn't make enough of them, obviously. And I marinated some chicken as well. And Mum brought a massive thing. I don't know if you saw all the sausages my mum bought, but she had them made bespoke by the. By the um, butcher, she said they had to fit in hot dog rolls, so he made they them a nice. special size. To is that why? Uh, is that why? Is it because the older people brought food that they felt comfortable complaining so bitterly oh, that they food were, wasn't ready? They yet. were terrible bastards. It's a, it's a decent barbecue, but it's only a certain size. And both my my mother's partner um, and my father in law just saw fit. They constantly harangued me about. Wanting more food, even though I thought I did it quite well in two sittings, basically, I had I had one one lot done at one time, and and then I went and grilled a whole it lot. It was a great barbecue. I mean, yeah, I okay, you're using your like gas, barbecue. but I just find it cooks more efficiently. No, it's than nice, charcoal. it's good. Um, 
I my favourite story from the day mm. is, of course, the one where, where it didn't even occur to me at the time it happened, but you treated me like a hero afterwards. Nick, Nick got an absolute perfect front row seat to my relationship with my mum and where some of my particular issues may come from in terms of that relationship. I, I'm going to allow you because obviously there's going to be prejudice and bias involved in my telling of the story so I'll let you tell that particular one um, I had been sitting on the bench and I think I'd probably left my cup of coke in a dumb place on the bench I'm not sure so when I came back I was focused on trying to find my drink and I noticed that it was uh, James was sitting on the bench and his mother was stood next to him mm. I was having a breather talking to him because mm. it was very near the, the actual barbecue yeah. and uh, I noticed that my cup was on the floor but had had fallen over and was quite near to James's mum's foot. Yeah. Um so I said, "Oh, all careful uh that you uh there's coke has fallen mm. over there." And uh James's mum responded by I mean, I can't do a voice. But basically She's like, she, ah! her, her immediate response to hearing about this uh, cup of coke on the floor was, "Oh, James." <laughs> Uh, to which I responded, uh, cause I always forget that, uh, you're not supposed to call people on stuff like that. I, um, I, I just pointed out that, uh, that, that it was her who'd actually kicked it. I said, Oh, oh yeah, I like how you're having a go. I actually said, Oh, I like yeah. how you're, how you're having a go at James for something that blatantly you did. Yeah. And Wait. it didn't occur to me that that was cheeky or anything. No, it, it creased me up. It made me laugh a great deal. It was very funny. Because I, I, I just, obviously, I just let that stuff go. It festers inside, mm. but I let it go. But it was just her her impulse reaction. Mm. We talked about it afterwards. And our mothers aren't that different in that regard. It's not. It's usually, um, if my, if my mum feels, if my mum feels sort of backed or backed into a corner or like potentially, um, she's going to be embarrassed in a social situation on more than one occasion, she will, you know, just, shove me in front of the bus to try and divert attention away from her um, feelings of um, awkwardness. I, I think the, my favourite example for her sort of just sending me off as a scouting scouting module um, when she felt she could be potentially embarrassed. I always remember this. We were in M&S. must have been for us at school. We were in M&S and she thought she'd see my godmother, my Auntie June, um, in, in the shop. She said, go and say hello to Auntie June. I went over and the woman said, I don't know who you are. Mm -hmm. And I was mortified. I was really, it's the first time I. She wasn't your Auntie June, though, right? No. Right. Okay. And it actually is the first time I remember being embarrassed. To save my mother's embarrassment is my first sort of memory of. Um, in some ways, you could say that you, in this particular regard, your mum mm. is more like that than my mum. Sure. But it's a, it's a familiar character trait. In, in, in some ways, you could, you could extrapolate that they had us. Mm. To act as uh, it's a thing called a uh, a sin eater. All right, is that what we were um, in uh, Aztec times? They had them. Some have said, uh, some have suggested that uh, Jesus can be interpreted as one. It's basically one who, uh, effectively through ritual means, eats the sin of others so they can then be absolved. Yeah, I think there's multi layers to that. Um, my my mother also had to have a. Uh, I had a uh, a sister. That mm -hmm. she had adopted. I'm, I'm definitely, I know my mum had, had issues that she was trying to work out. Hmm. That's what we that, were there for. That is a rabbit warren. I don't, not sure I, I maybe it's a rabbit warren I should go down, but maybe with someone professional. Um, I have a job and, and I'm there for a professional, but I understand what you mean. Yeah. Uh, you took it, uh, you made it a little bit darker than I was intending because I was going to point out that on <laughs> Wikipedia, it says at the top, you know where it says disambiguation, mm. other mm. uses. It also says not to be confused. It's a uh, sin dash eater, mm. not to be confused with the eighties pop singer Sinita. Oh God. Which I think is hilarious. Maybe she was a Sinita too. Maybe for, for Stock Aiken and Waterman. Yeah, maybe. Who it's Didn't only do... a matter of time, frankly, mm. for those guys, you know, get the knock on the door. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I think we can get away with saying that, can't we? Um, so yeah, that, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, our our parents are very mm. mixed up. That's that's. We, we can go into my mum's 
by and large, lovely though, and um, very, very good to Scarlet. Yes, which is very important. Let Definitely them sort it out in their podcast, James. Don't yeah, worry absolutely. About it. Yeah, <laughs> your mum, my mum, should do a podcast. So is Jane and oh, Steve. Yes, I, I made a suggestion at the barbecue. There's one which apparently they talked about, but there's a, a, a podcast of theirs that I, they should make, and I don't understand why they're not doing it, given that they're both podcasters. But there you go. Quickly, because of bikes. Uh, the Rally Grifter looks very different from the Rally Tomahawk and the Rally Chopper. Can you leave that up for me finished? I want to see that. Sure. But the uh, the uh, I had I grew up on, on the understanding that I had the little version of the Chopper, but it was Bollocks. the big Can I come around and have a look at the Grifter now? Uh, yeah, I'm going to pause us for a sec. Oh. No, 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 come around. No, why? Leave it, leave it all on mic. Yeah. Let's not have a moment that goes unrecorded, Nick. So this is the tomahawk, which I no the chopper, which I always knew as the God biggest. God damn, you know my friend Lee. It was a tomahawk he had, not a chopper. And this the the you seat know, I think, and everything. Well, I think when a lot of it, that's a funny version. That's the Mark II. But the tomahawk had those funny handlebars God and the weird damn seat it. as you well. You know, when people talk about a rally chopper, I think it's the tomahawk they mean. You know, well they are Lee, really similar. Lee, that red tomahawk, that is Lee Davidson's freaking tomahawk. But the reason I think I thought grifter. the grifter was different was part of the same thing. It's very different because it doesn't have the seat, but it has that's got it. the. That's the fucker. That's the one. But it does have a very similar, and for all I know, this is quite a common bike thing. But oh, it's got the similar wow. frame to the other two. It's so small. It felt like the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, yeah. I I, I feel that way about a lot of things that I experienced <laughs> in my childhood. <clears throat> Sorry, that was a real moment for me. Do you know? I don't think I've ever seen why I've never Looked chosen to go back. You know, Scar- Scarlet. Poor old Scarlet's going to go back. Yeah, Hello Kitty bikes. Um, so she's she got a, a bike. She Hello, loved it. Hello Kitty bike. She does love it. Tell me about the Mickey Mouse thing. Oh. She, my mum bought her a watch. Now, a digital watch, which we were a bit sort of perturbed by. Because <laughs> it's like, well, how is she going to learn to tell the time by that? And to be honest with you, she still doesn't know numbers very well. So anyway, regard, that's another thing to be anxious about. So um, she she <laughs> she showed me a watch. And she said, I've got a Mickey Mouse watch. And I said, no, you haven't, Scarlett. It's a lovely watch. <laughs> so she keeps telling me now. <laughs> I've got a Mickey Mouse watch, and she's getting increasingly irritated because every time she tells me I've got, she's got a Mickey Mouse watch. Going, no, darling, it's a lovely watch. It's not Mickey Mouse at all. It's lovely. Have you explained the context of that at all? Yes, but she just forgets. Yes, because I heard you do that about four times. Yeah, five, maybe ten. Oh, I did. I did it a couple of times a day. Yeah, yeah. It's lasting because I'm off work this week. So she's basically got to put up with it all week. Yeah, all week. This is going to be, I'm basically building one of her neuroses, is she can't make people take her seriously when talking about watches. Also, there's a puppet show. Oh, she got, uh, yeah, Grandma and Grandad. The fa- my favourite picture I got is um, we had a, a um, decorator's table um, out um, to put the food on. Uh, Nicola's parents put the puppet show on top of that. And they were, and so it's basically, it's a... It's Punch and Judy. It is, it's Punch and Judy. So it's like um plastic snap snap frame and some sort of felt around it to create a sort of rudimentary sort of Punch and Judy frontage. Um, but they were doing the Punch and Judy show tour behind the table, behind the thing. Scarlet sat in a little garden chair we've got for her looking up at it. And it's just, a, it's such an adorable picture. I may, I may share it with you depending on what Nicola thinks her mother would feel about me doing that because her mother's in it. Listen, the untold story of this image is that James and I were talking in the kitchen. Oh, of course. I was I was in a very heated mood when I got yeah. there and he, was, he very kindly indulged me while I tried to tell him the, the story. And, um, and we saw this beautiful yeah. tableau. It was lovely. Mm. It was lovely. It genuinely mm. did happen. But by the time James had sorted out his phone mm. to take a picture... Scarlett had got bored and moved mm. away, so he told her to go back and yeah. do it again so that he could take the but, picture. But you see already how I've recast history, I've rearranged history, so that didn't happen. It was Don't just worry. a beautiful, natural, uh, naturally evolving moment. So we had the barbecue. That was a very successful day. Um, you guys outstage are welcome. This one. No, that was really nice, actually. Everyone went in there. It was you, Jane, and Steve. We just had a really nice time. Scarlett, we had the music channel on, didn't we? I think yeah, Scarlett that was, was fluttering in and out occasionally. And we were uh, by turns mocking and enjoying the television, watching yeah. Sean Ryder. That's right, yeah. But back J- in his heyday. Jane, Jane could not, for the life of her, get her head round how 
he would be an individual at any point during his life that I would desperately have wanted to be. But um, during that sort of... Did you want to be him or did you want him? Oh, God, yeah, no, I wanted to be him. Like uh, like 1991, that step-on era, oh, my God. He he was brilliant. He was strung out. He was cool. He was in, you know, one of the coolest bands of that time. You know, it it was hip to be fucked up, you know what I mean? It was sort of... Uh, I've spent most of my life and and have a, a drug odd personality to thank for for all of that. Anything else about the birthday? Uh, yeah, uh, the Sunday was her first proper birthday party, right? Um, which was at a soft play centre um, uh, near Southampton, uh, where eleven of her little friends came along. Um, we had to encourage her to be polite rather than just snatching presents from people. Right. But she had a wonderful time. That was the bit that made me probably the happiest, apart from the cake that Nicola had made that we had on the Sunday, Saturday, sorry, which was um, expensive. But, oh, my God, so good, it almost makes me cry thinking about it. I liked it. Delicious. Cost a lot of money, but it was a, a lady nearby... Um, it is, it, she's, little cottage industry is making cakes. It's just the most, it was a My Little Pony cake. It was absolutely adorable. We loved it. But, um, yeah, so we had the, had the party on, on Sunday. And then pretty much me and Nicola since then have been burnt out. We had a, we, <laughs> we had another day today where Scarlett had been given £20 of Toys R Us vouchers. So we had the delight of going to Toys R Us with Scarlett today, which actually, I say that. Sounding like I'm being tongue in cheek, but Scarlett was incredibly well behaved, and actually Nicola had a conversation about her. She'd done with her. She'd she'd selected. She had twenty pounds. We said maybe we'd supplement it to another ten pounds between us, if she you know she saw something she really liked and we thought it was was okay and good value. She'd selected an aerial doll that she could take into the bath and squirt water. That's kind of what she'd said she'd wanted. So in a way, this is awful. But she's been given a couple of Barbies recently, mm-hmm. and she seems to love them. She's really taken to them. And <laughs> this Barbie camper van that I think had been some like £60 uh, half price at the moment, so about 30 quid. So we ended up having a conversation. Scarlett selected the better value toy. On her own? Uh, after a conversation with Nicola, because I had to walk off. Because my initial re- my reaction was, let's buy the aerial doll and the camper van as well. Because my instinct is a spoiler. So I knew that. I knew I was doing the wrong thing. I knew I wouldn't be able to control myself. And at some point, I'd have to be, I'd have to take over and just capitulate, give in, and give her what she wanted. So I walked off and looked at the Star Wars Lego. And Scarlett and Nicola had a really, you know, really nice chat. And Nicola, they were both talking about through the pros and cons. And then I walked back. Scarlett was very happy, put Ariel back. And we went and bought the the camp van, which she spent the rest of the rest of the day playing with. But I was actually really impressed with her maturity in terms of her the conversation she had with with Nicola and sort of the decision she came to. I thought was actually quite sensible because because she made a better decision than you would have. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. It's better behaved than I am in Toys R Us. Uh, Scarlett is at four years old. Scarlett is already. Um, in every way imaginable a better human being than I am I've probably forgotten some really significant stuff that happened about the weekend for me two significant things A. Scarlett seemed to have an absolutely fantastic time and did genuinely seem to enjoy herself and we've got out the other side with her still being a happy bubbly child today rather than um, depressed and despite my own issues that I've had recently I got through the weekend without ruining it for anyone which makes me very happy Although it says something when um you know state your mental well-being when not ruining your child's <laughs> birthday weekend can be marked off as a fucking achievement. I think it's a well-established theme of the show. Beef it, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And uh, and generally our parenting. Yeah. I uh, just want to talk about these things quickly. Um, I've spent a, a bit of time on the Reddit forums. I think I've talked about that. Maybe talked about that last week. I've spent a bit of time on the parenting subreddit. And um, there was one link that I thought was really useful. One thing that keeps coming up, and I keep uh, TL, I keep writing too much in response to it, um, which is obnoxious because we've had, it's sleep. People are having trouble with sleep with babies that wake up a lot in the night and and um, pe- people with babies that 
<laughs> wake up, wake up lots in the night. And, um, and although we have been quite lucky, although we have been quite lucky with Noah, um, in terms of him being quite well adjusted about the whole sleep thing, at the same time, I think we've, um, we've identified for me, whenever I hear people talking about their kids, not sleeping through the night unless there's something that they can definitely point to the child's definitely still hungry or they've got something going on it nearly always sounds like the thing we realized early on was that if Noah was overtired when he went to bed he'd struggle to sleep through the night we still have that issue now Scarlett's overtired when she goes but she's a friggin' yeah. nightmare yeah and it's and but it, we understand that you and I understand mm. that. I've talked to lots of people who kind of get that. That's why. Um, it, it isn't quite the no-brainer that we'd think it is. That that it seems to be for us. For a lot of people, they wonder why their child is awake for lots longer. They don't seem to. You you see them talking about naps and and how long the the, the baby's awake. And we're talking about children under a year mainly, and. Um, and I'm looking at it, trying not to be really prescriptive about parenting the way we try not to be, but at the same time thinking, well, but that doesn't seem like enough. That doesn't seem like a lot of sleep. But it is counterintuitive because you'd think that, yeah, if if you didn't really have an experience of it yourself, you'd think that oversleeping, no, being overtired would mean you'd sleep better because you're tired. But actually we know from experience that, like if you go to bed really late you're actually less likely to have really good sleep there is a particular website though that um somebody on reddit posted a link to this particular page and it's actually really good at like explaining this over uh, overtiredness thing and giving a few tips for noticing when your child's overtired i think we must have been told some of this stuff by someone early on like a health visitor or something because most of these are things we'd noticed, but you get the impression that not everybody does notice them. Um, so I just wanted to share this link for anyone who it might be useful for. I will put it in the show notes. I will put it in um, the mailing, the mail out. But it's at a site called Troublesome Tots, and it's uh, troublesometots.com forward slash are you keeping baby awake too long forward slash there's dashes in between all of those. Like I said, I'll put the link to that in the show notes. And the one thing that I wanted to talk about, and the reason I want to talk about it this week is because it's a current conversation that's happening on there, but I really liked the way this was put by the person raising it, and you might have some thoughts on it, and, and hopefully some of our listener will. Um, it starts with the heading, it's easy to be, and I did get permission to mention this as well, it's easy to be a great parent, it's hard to be a good parent, a conversation that this person had with their wife the previous night, and it's based on the St- on a Stephen Martin essay. Where Stephen Martin, the silver-haired uh, wit and crazy. Well, know, Steve Martin, as most people call him. I called him Stephen Martin, didn't I? Yes, Steve, Ma- Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. Yeah. Um, wrote an essay. That's my mistake, I not the it, editor's. I, I thought it must be like a, 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 or some sort of professor. No, no. Or something that I'd not heard no. of that shares a very similar name. No, my mistake and nothing to do with Cher. He's the man who once sung the song I'm picking out a thermos for you. Yes. I don't know about that song, but yes, The Man With Two Brains. It's a beautiful song, uh, from um, The Jerk. But uh, he, uh, the post starts, He Stephen, uh, Steve Martin <laughs> wrote an essay on how, as an entertainer, it's easy to be great, but difficult to be good. Um, and the poster started to equate the same concept as being a parent. The idea being that it's really easy to have a good night as an entertainer. Most people have good nights once in a while where everything goes really, really well. But it's not as easy to handle the other nights you get where you get a lot of them where the audience doesn't quite go for it or you're tired or you're not at your best. And um, the way the way this was equated to parenting was it's really good to like treat your kids, to, to be the sort of parent who treats your kids or, or who saves up and takes them. Well, okay, not if you're skint, but who can save up and take them to really nice places and... And stuff like that, and uh, and 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 get get big things right, but actually, it's not quite so. How I hesitate to say good because it's judgmental, 
but how you can sort of measure your parenting really the way you have to measure your parenting is on the kind of the day-to-day stuff when everyone's knackered and and the child isn't eating quite the way you want them to or they're acting up or you're acting up or you've had a hard day at work or all of those things and um and how you cope with those is really the is really where you how you measure whether you're being a good parent or not again that sounds judgmental it does. you know what i mean it's the difference between it's the difference between great and good that actually good is a yeah. is an easier not an easier thing to shoot for it's actually a harder thing to shoot for there's um there's a really an- easy answer to that though for those for those bad days and it's called cbb's and gin in the milk <laughs> gin in the milk <laughs> I'm, i no i'm being flippant actually that it's something be a catchphrase so thank you it's something i'm i've i've had cause to thought about <laughs> fucking hell. cause to thought about cause to thought about recently because nikki doesn't work mm-hmm. we're a single income family now when nikki is Basically, she's taken this year off. She was made unemployed last year. But anyway, doesn't matter. She, we, it's a conscious choice at this mm-hmm. point for her not to work, um, which has meant we we don't have the money we had. Uh, we don't have the money we had early on, where we could just take Scarlett off for things whenever we wanted to. And we went out and did a lot with her. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd take her to to various sort of places where it felt like days out were the appropriate things to do. So actually, we've had to become more creative as parents mm. in terms of what we do. We make a lot more use of our garden. And the one thing that Nikki and I um, have are moments where um, I get bugs up my ass about things that I think aren't being done that I think should be because um, I can be quite an unreasonable arsehole uh, when I choose to be. But actually, when I take a step back and I look at what, Scarlet, um, what Nicola has done for Scarlet this year, the, the amount of one-on-one time she gets, the craft they do together, the pictures they draw together, just the, the, the free stuff that's, that's good, but also, um, will help unlock Scarlet's creative potential and so forth. I, I, I think, I think I can be a good parent and I think I'm, I'm Mr. Chuckles in our relationship. So, Scarlet will come for me for tickles and for fun. But when I'm having a depressive moment, I'm having a bad day, um, and so forth, Nicola's, Nicola's the constant shit break, basically. Mm. Nicola is the one who's truly great in terms of parenting. And I'm, it's very difficult because obviously she listens to this, but I mean this, I mean this genuinely. I'm not just trying so to. So that isn't why you're doing this. No, then. I'm not trying to curry favour with my wife. I, I promise you. Um, but but she's the one that's really great, and she's the one that's kind of sacrificed herself fully, if you like, for mm-hmm. for the sake of the child. And it's sort of I I have a real sense of appreciation in terms of what I think I do all right. I think I can be quite a good dad, but I, I really appreciate the fact that we she hasn't really got any money with which to sort of throw at Scarlet to do these big sort of you know it'd be easy if we had an infinite supply of cash because you just go out and take her to a, a zoo every day or a theme park, but. But she's done what I that probably what she does with Scarlett is so much more enriching. I think mm. ultimately, um, so yeah, I, I think Nikki, she's in in my in my world, she's very close to. Is it is it the good or the great that you're meant to be all the time? I think it's the good, isn't it? You focused quite a lot on the taking out to nice places thing, but that's cool because you hit on something that I hadn't really considered, and that's that as the parent who isn't at home all the time mm. and i have i've not heard it put this way before mm. but i have heard this said about um about this particular dynamic as the and there are problems with being mm. the one who isn't at home all the time mm. it doesn't always feel great you don't feel like you're getting enough time with the child but the truth is especially as the kids get older it is easier mm. for the person who isn't there all the time to be the great parent Mm. You know, you come in, you have a laugh with them for yeah. an, half an hour before yeah. bed, and you're the fun one. Oh, I'm the one that gets daddy yeah. when I come through the door, you know. And so it's actually quite difficult. I mean, uh, and uh, I'm not the one who's having to sit there every day and and persuade her to eat her lunch and mm. persuade her to put her socks on and persuade doing all of the you know that's the grunt work. That's mm. the really difficult. The really difficult sort of attritional sort of stuff that you've got to do with them, you know. Yeah. Getting her to say her P's and Q's, getting her to eat her veg, getting her to do this and that, you know. And it's, it, Nikki does that, but, but, you know, and I think it maybe it's a reflection 
of of her. I think in our particular situation that actually Scarlett is quite easy now with that sort of thing. Is quite a polite, well mannered girl as well. That you know. Oh, she doesn't get that from you. No, no, no. Without, without <laughs> Jesus, the fact she she can talk to strangers, she doesn't get from me. You know, it's it's very easy for us to fall into the male female us in particular, us two on the podcast. Mm. I mean, to fall into the uh, male female role, mum, dad, stay at home. Which one's doing the most work and stuff? In this in this situation, mm. though. And yeah, everything you're saying, I, I get, and I feel the same way about. I mean, Amy doesn't listen to this, so I'm not going to suck up to her. By the way, but, our, si- um, our situation with Nicola, it was just fate and coincidence yeah. that caused that. But certainly, I think it's useful to look at this from a more general point of view, because my initial response to this was that I actually think that's, I actually think that's quite, it's quite a useful paradigm to look at everything in your life by. Mm. Uh, the thing, uh, the thing I sometimes think when, uh, I sometimes think when you're listening to reading a news story or listening to a news story about some famous person doing something for charity or whatever mm. is it's that it's really easier. Uh, I think it's really more useful to judge people by how they are how they are to people that they don't have to be nice to or that they don't gain anything mm. from being nice to the sort of the quieter moments whether people are whether people if someone's bright and breezy and nice all the time if someone's bright and breezy we come back to that thing about the research earlier on the idea that uh, the spurious idea that um nicer people are more likely to electrocute someone so they don't make waves. Confirmation but, bias from the psychopaths, yeah. a lot of them. But but there's but there's an element there's an element of that to this that like um it's really it's really easy to judge yourself by how you're doing mm. in any given circumstance by the successes that you have when things are firing on all cylinders. And sometimes sometimes it you can like only get one thing right every week or every month or whatever but still feel pretty good about that and and that kind of almost legitimizes everything else that's going on sure but actually it's probably more healthy if instead of thinking especially if you're like if you're prone to moods and by moods i mean the sort of mood especially if you tend to have quite binary moods and sometimes you're down and sometimes you're up or whatever it's it's probably more useful or healthy to come up with or work out coping strategies for when things aren't so great rather than totally leaning into the really yeah. good times if you see what i mean yeah, totally. it's like damage there's an there's an element of damage limitation to it but it's like in advance of is damage it, happening. is it like what's the best you on your worst day yeah yeah so try what's the best you on your worst day that yeah. is basically saying exactly what i was saying mm. but in one sentence you thank go. you say it again what's the best you on your worst day what was the other thing that I said could be a catchphrase? I don't know. See what I'm. See what I've noticed is, and we got some very lovely art done for us. Mm. But what I've noticed is that that when podcasts come up with like really catchy mm. slogans yeah. and stuff, people draw draw them pictures and things. That'd be a good T-shirt. Actually, be the best you on your worst day. Be the best you on your worst day, mm. and it'd be a picture of your face. Nice or my face. Good. One or the other, or It'd both. Be a picture of my face um, stuffing uh, serotonin intake uh, inhibitors, uptake inhibitors into my face, crying uh, and rocking backwards and forwards, saying everything's going to be just fine. A picture, or a picture of me, uh, very specifically with two a.m. lighting outside the kitchen, <laughs> making some toast, Thinking, just so I can have some butter. Nice, <laughs> just so you can have some butter That's before odd. bed. That's well, nice. not butter, Marge. I mean, but, Marge. Butter before bed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's that's a show the, that's title. The if best I, that's a show title before if I ever heard one. Butter before bed. That's the best me on my worst day. <laughs> Crying into toast at two o'clock in the morning. I have a lot of. It occurs to me that most of my real, really major emotional moments mm. at the moment seem to be happening in the kitchen at the side. I almost threw everything onto the floor. This wasn't this wasn't a this wasn't a mental health thing on my part. I had reason to be angry. Okay, but I was uh, I was uh, not anyone you know, listener. Don't worry. 
Um, but I was in the kitchen and I was thinking and there was stuff on the side. There was a knife there. Knife isn't pertinent until I get to the next bit. And there was some dog food and the, the toaster and stuff. And I thought, God, I'm so angry. I just want to throw this on the floor. And then I looked at the knife and thought, probably cut myself on that, wouldn't I? Mm. Let's not then. <laughs> I've, told you, I've told you before, it is the truth. Large piece of cardboard and a seven iron in my shed. I can't recommend enough. The catharsis of just going down to your shed, smashing up a piece of cardboard with a a, a, a golf club. The uh, the would you call that the full Arthur Fowler? <laughs> no, that's not even close. I have got a colleague at work who I think is going to do the full Arthur Fowler soon, but it is spelled Arthur with an F, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I love that episode. Um, we should go. This has been a very long episode, but it was yeah. kind of a landmark period in James's and and my life. Big weekend Cause, for Because I was there. You were. Big weekend. Felt really big. I had a burger. Yeah. A couple of, well, I had, the fr- I think, maybe three. But I, and this one of those, I, I genuinely end this weekend with the way Scarlett coped with it as well. My admiration and respect for my daughter is as high or if not higher than it's ever been. I just, she copes so well. I am so proud of that little girl. Is she going to listen to this episode? I hope in the future we mark this one out because I am, seriously, I've got so much respect for that kid. She's got the emotional maturity of someone much older than her. I don't care because because I feel like you've missed your opportunity to cry on this episode. I almost, almost then I tell her, I could feel myself a few months ago before I was being treated for it. Though, mate, I tell you that, I couldn't even have said it out of the world, gone. But this is literally all I've wanted from this podcast. It's amazing you didn't. It's amazing a few months ago you didn't get out of it because I swear to God, I turned on the TV. I was in tears within five minutes. So <sighs> I don't know. Maybe someone you feel conflicted about will die or something at some point in the future. Oh jeez! Well, almost certainly. So, uh, so um, no, I said conflicted about. Yeah, there must only be a handful of. Never mind. We'll talk about that off off mic. Well, that happened last year, and you didn't get me to cry. <laughs> I, I don't think I realised the uh, realised the potential. Yeah. Um. Oh, around that period, mate, I'd say it's amazing you didn't provoke me. T- I think it's time to go. Yes, we're very proud of you, Scarlett. Yeah, you are. You're a wonderful kid, Scarlett. Wonderful human being, Scarlett. Bye bye. Bye bye. There's a lot of things I say to her, and it just sort of goes in one ear and out the other. So. Slides off her back like water off her back. Yeah. It's not just ducks, is it? Generally, uh. Water slides off the back of pretty much everything. Yeah, yeah. Apart from sponges. Sponges and paper. That's right. Not paper. Pulpy products. Pulp. Yeah. Uh, the band pulp not included. No, no, no. They wore a lot of knitwear. <laughs> no, that's true. They mm. did. That's an aeroplane. Or a bomb. Why they got to be an aeroplane bomb? <laughs>